All right, boys, gays, and everything in between. We're back for another episode of Who That Rises Up, Sports Talk with a Gay Twist. Again, this is Kenny Ray. I'm here with my sister, Glenn. And Hey, boys and gays. <laughs> we missed you. I know, right? We missed you. We, we really, really did. did. You know, Goddamn I, Thanksgiving. I know. <laughs> I, I don't know about you, but I drank my Thanksgiving. <laughs> Bitch, I, I fucked around and had one plate, and I was like, well, that did my stomach, that did my body good. Let me go on and, go on and drink. <laughs> Let this ham and macaroni and cheese. And my cousin cooked, too, so there was a blessing in that pot. Um, but she sopped it up. I said, well, and then I had the audacity. So, uh, almost just in case y'all was wondering, everybody listening, we are drinkers. I'm not going to lie to nobody. And it is just the holiday <laughs> season yeah okay um, so what what we did what i did was i went on pinterest and pinterest is like a rabbit hole just in case anyone is wondering it is and i decided to look up a drink i said well let me see something cute and festive i can drink over the thanksgiving <laughs> holiday like a okay. punch you know just instead of pouring shit in a cup and figured i'm just gonna drink it <laughs> you know i wanted to be a cute gay um so then i found this vodka party punch oh look Vodka party punch for Thanksgiving. Sharon, let me tell you. Let me tell you what y'all mama did, honey. So, it includes vodka, Uh rum, Sprite, ginger ale, pineapple, orange, and Hawaiian punch. Now, one would think that all the juices would soak up the alcohol. Well, ladies and gentlemen, for a strong-handed alcoholic such as myself, it did not. I about to say, (laughs) that, that all depends on the ratio. Now, if you put... Like a rum and bo- a vodka together, and just do like a drop of all those juices. And yeah, did you? Oh, that's what I did. What are you talking right. about, bitch? I had the food color. I'm not saying that. The, the, so, did so you what least happened was, fish, did you at least add ice? Yes, I did. But <laughs> okay. I added ice after the fact because I didn't want to. Do, I made it. I bought this little cute container out of the Walmart churn, and <laughs> I put it in there. And I didn't add no ice because you don't want your drink to get watered down. I probably needed it as much as I entitled and, t- and took. But anyhow. So, and then I wanted to get cute, bitch. I, y'all know I live in New Orleans where there's a plethora of alcohol within a 100-mile radius. Mm-hmm. Anyhow, mama bought some cute cake vodka and some cute regular vodka and mixed it all together with all of it. And then I bought pineapple rum. Y'all I don't know that, that ass shit. <laughs> stay, with me. stay with you. I'm going to bless your spirit in a second. Okay. Uh, but I put all that shit together. You would think I was in a tropical island somewhere. I drank, I know for a fact, a good nine glasses of that foolishness. Ooh. So uh, did my husband. So did my family. My mama even walked out drunk. Bless her spirit. <laughs> and anytime Ellen walked out drunk, that's a good time, honey. Oh, um, so at least to say, I, I had a very good Thanksgiving and I'm looking forward to, you know, it's December, honey. Mama get to go to, I have to go to a Christmas ornament. You know, white people do ornament decorating parties. <laughs> so I got to go to one of them. Um, that actually sounds cute. My, I'm going to a pajama. Oh, it's a pajama ornament seafood bowl party. Ooh. I don't really know how all three of that wrapping together, but it's also on Saint Sunday, so okay. it kind of wraps into one. But I, that's quite fine. You and I'm okay with that, so I probably won't be drunk. Then, but I'm on vacation that weekend, so it's all right. And then it's Christmas. Wasted. Oh, absolutely. So, um, also, children, we just I just decided that because you know, uh, gays, the runoff in Georgia's are happening real quick before we get uh, into it. The Georgia runoffs are happening in the week. So, but the weekend after, I've made a very valid. My sister has been asking me to show up in Atlanta, Georgia, for mm-hmm. 
Okay, a very long time. We're just mm-hmm. not going to talk about that. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> well, her good sister has deemed it the weekend after. We're going to actually try something different. And we're going to say it lot here now because I really want to do it and I want to see how it turns out. We're going to try to do our podcast with video and voice the weekend that I'm there, the second weekend in January. That's so we're going to try exciting. something a little. That, so we're, we're going to be drinking in person and viewed by all of y'all. Ooh, so that's boy. going to be really interesting. Is the world ready? To do. <laughs> so I've made that decision because also it's a pay week so mama can spend all her coins mm-hmm. in Atlanta, Georgia. So Y'all pray for us. That's all I'm going to tell you. Anyhow, <laughs> we, oh God. we at New That Rises Up do hope you guys had a very, very that's happy the real, That's we, the real night the lights are going to go out in Georgia. <laughs> hey! <laughs> we're going to shoot fireworks. We're probably going to go to jail after that. After we go from drinking on podcasts to drinking in the streets, we're going to bless our spirits. But y'all, y'all say, if anybody got some extra bail money set aside for the holidays, I know we're in a pandemic, but y'all, y'all, Hold on to it. Y'all call us. Okay. <laughs> bless us. Just bless us a little bit. Because they got to be a whole lot of uh, kissing babies and holding hands and, and all that other <laughs> shit going on. That's all I'm going to say. Uh, yeah. That's all I'm going to say. <laughs> so speak, speaking of which, we uh, we have a good episode 11 coming up because we have we did miss you guys last week. But there's a lot of shit talking in there's this episode. There's a whole lot of shit talking coming in this one. That I'm quite excited for. Um, but I'm going to start off with my three hu- two of my wine. So you know it's about to be. But go ahead. Go I'm ahead. one behind and playing catch up. I can't stand her. <laughs> um, but um, I'm going to start with my three husbands. And this week they're a little different because... Two of them are, I mean, all of them are sexy in their own right, but two of them have had a very rough go at it in the year 2020, just as some of all of us have. Mm -hmm. Um, But they are worth mentioning because I don't, one of them at the very least is not a bad player at all. One of them is up for debate, which my sister will probably go at it in a minute Mm -hmm. about it. Um, I'll start with that one, as a matter of fact. I will refer to old red ginger, fucking face Carson Wentz from North Dakota State. Now the quarterback of the Philadelphia Eagles. Um, he does have the cutest booty, though. I will not lie to you. Well, I mean, you know, it's professional basketball. Ain't nothing wrong with a good fire crotch. Right. You know, look, look you know, he's not every now and then like you want to slap your ass and tell you about life. My friend Jordan um, used to call him daywalkers. Hey, <laughs> bless him. <laughs> hey, shout. Um, <laughs> So, yeah, I, you know, he's had a rough go at it. I mean, he didn't even win the Super Bowl with the Eagles. Nick Foles did. I don't know how the fuck did that happen. But anyhow, Carson Wentz has had a great start, and it feels like he's on a steady decline. And I think the main reason for that, ain't no, two reasons. I'm not going to lie. Number one, the offensive line is shit. Mm-hmm. It is absolute shit. Mm-hmm. I cannot blame 2020 on anything because they are still playing. You still put a product on the field. And number two, Doug Peterson is also trash. I'll go with that. I'll start there. <laughs> See yeah. if those two come up with anything. Yeah, all right. So I'm going to surprise you a little bit. I'm actually going to defend Carson Wentz. Just a little. Oh. Just a little. Because I think that this week he's gotten an unfair shake at it, especially throughout sports and sports media. Uh, a couple of things I'll point out. Number one, the Eagles have not done anything to help this man succeed ever since and you gotta look at the reality at you gotta look at the reality the, the, the reality of the situation is you're supposed to be the face of the franchise the future yet there is a statue of nick Foles outside of your stadium 
Number two, then they go. <laughs> not <laughs> a statue. Right. No, I'm saying there's a statue of, 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 of goddamn Nick Foles outside his stadium. And then number two, they go and draft Jalen Hurts, um, which is a clear signal that, okay, like, am I the future? You are not the one. Right, exactly. Am I the future of this franchise or not? So then he's got to nope. deal with that because you see, this is, a, this is the same thing that happened to Mark Sanchez. In Denver, because if you recall, Mark Sanchez was actually had a very good season with them, and then they go and draft Tim Tebow. He did, and then they see you know the fans. The second that you do some make a mistake, the fans are cha- are chanting this other person's name and whatnot. So I mean, he's because they know he's on the team, right? But 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 what it boils down to is, frankly, Doug Peterson came after Carson Wentz, and he's always been pretty clear that Carson Wentz wasn't his guy. Um. I can't really blame them for the offensive line play because they've had some really key injuries to Pro Bowl players on that line. So, right. As much as I will say, I'm not, I was never high on Carson Wentz. I don't think that it's been fair. The criticism has been completely fair that he's gotten this week. Okay. Um, But, and I, but let's, if he had a good offensive line, because like Joe Burrow, he's one of the highest sack players in the NFL right now. Why? Because that le- they just run right through. Well, man, like I said, they have. I mean, they've been rattled with injuries. Like it's you know, and that's kind of the story of the NFL. Partly attrition. Um, it's just a, a reality of that league. Um, so I will give him. Like, you know, I'll defend him a little bit on that now. You also have to deal with the realities of his contract, too. Because you got to remember, you know, when you pay somebody $128 million, give a four-year extension for $128 million, then, you know, you're, you're going to be on a short leash. That's just the harsh reality of it. And then mm-hmm. there's nothing to do about it. And on top of that, the fact of the matter is Philadelphia is going to have to, the, uh, the, uh, the general manager, they're going to have to make a decision. All right, are you going to go with Doug Peterson or are you going to go with Carson Wentz? Because it doesn't look like you're going to be able to have both. And getting rid of Carson Wentz's four-year, $128 million contract is going to be a lot more difficult than it is to get rid of Doug Peterson. So even though he just won that team a Super Bowl ring not too long ago, I just, look, I just played this. Molly, you in trouble, girl. <laughs> girl. And then when I was watching the first take, they were like, you know, that entire team is up for grabs. And when I say up for grabs, everybody may be shown the fucking door, which is, is sad because Philadelphia still has some great players. Zach Ertz, A, is old, old big lumberjack fine. But that's, that's not the point. Oh, yeah. But th- once again, it's that whole thing that what you won with back, what, three years ago is not the same. You have different players. You have a different game plan. You the, And Doug Peterson is not it. And I don't think that he'll finish the season. And poor Carson Wentz is just getting banged up mm-hmm. for nothing. Yeah. You get what I'm saying? Yeah. You got a Super Bowl ring, and you led your team. Now, he led his team up until I think when he got injured that year, they won the Super Bowl. It was like three three games up until the end of the season. So they were like thir- 10 and 3 or some shit like that. Yeah. And then, of course, it was led by Nick Foles. That was it. Yeah. Well, that was it. I'll, I'll just put like this. I, I don't necessarily see a problem with them basically doing a fire sale and trying to con- build around uh, Carson Wentz 
because the fact of the matter is you're locked into that contract. You committed to them. And my personal opinion is that, look, if, you know, Doug Peterson can't make it work, then show his ass the door and just keep him on. That is true. But now you have Jalen Hurts and a whole lot of other shit. I've never said, um, and you know, and you know, I'm, you know, I am uh, Alabama, you know, all day long, but I never, ever saw Jalen Hurts as an NFL quarterback. No, no, I just don't know. And if Doug Peterson believes that he is, then that scene, that, that's, well, go forth and prosper. Right, exactly. I guess. <laughs> I go forth and prosper. So um, we'll stay with the football aspect of this. And um, um, we'll talk about Sideshow Bob. <laughs> I can't. Yeah. That's all I see. Second baby daddy of the week. Oh, shit. Yes, Lord. But I'm not going to lie. Lately, he has gotten a lot finer. You know what? I, I, I don't know what about to say that. I don't know what it is, but he's grown on me. <laughs> he has gotten a lot <laughs> goddamn finer than I need him. Yeah, to I've been watching him in these press conferences. like, you know what? I see it. You can touch, you can touch, well, there was last week when he was on the sideline. I mean, he was dapping hard, and and I I was wet. I didn't know exactly what. I I just wasn't real sure. I said, "Well, what's happening?" But he was fine as the fuck. What is happening? Ladies and gentlemen, if anybody knew who we're talking, we are actually talking about the starting quarterback of the Kansas City Chiefs, Patrick Mahomes. The $200 million man is what I like to call mm-hmm. it because at this point, with all incentives, he's worth $200 million. Now, like Kenny said, the war of attrition, I don't know how long that's going to last, but right now he is the hottest commodity in the NFL. Mm-hmm. Um, and the show that that man puts on week to week, I, I can't take it from him. I can't. I, I, I really can't. Um, even Tyreek Hill said that when they drafted him, he thought Patrick Mahomes was trash. Something to be said. He said, I will eat my words on that one. He is one of the best to do it. Well, um, what's undeniable is, I will say this, is that when he was drafted, everybody understood that he was raw talent. Like, mm-hmm. he didn't come in this refined product that you just had to give some direction and whatnot. Like I give a lot of credit to Andy Reid and and his tutelage and and the people that he surrounded Pat Mahomes with. The raw talent was there. The clay was there. They've molded it into this beautiful, like you know, pot or whatever the fuck you want to call it. But like, um, it, 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 what he's what he does is, is absolutely remarkable. But I will say this, <clears throat> and I heard this a couple of times today, uh, or maybe yesterday, whatever. Um, on uh the the herd, Colin Cowherd, and I have to say I kind of agree with his take. That he was saying that um, if you were to take Pat Mahomes and say put him on on the uh, the Green Bay Packers, I, do I mm-hmm. believe he would be this successful in this dynamic. And my honest answer is honestly, I don't think so. Um. And I think that's maybe a separator between him and the likes of like Aaron Rodgers because Aaron Rodgers has made something out of nothing for years. And for years in Green Bay. <laughs> right, and he continues to do it. Um, but again, it's, 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 that's not to take away from, from Pat Mahomes at all, at least but like he, he deserves all the accolades that he's going to get, that he is getting. Um, at this point, I think that like, uh, I, I just don't, 
I think if, if the MVP is given to any, well, you know, I don't want, I mean, of course, this, this is sports talk, so whatever, it's overreaction, so I'll say it. But if the MVP has been given to anybody else but him this year as well, it's just, it's more of a mercy thing than actual, like, watching. Because he deserves it in every strength of the word. Yes. I, I mean, I, I do think that he, with the talent that's around him, there's he's undeniably one of the if not the best at the moment mm-hmm. to do it um there are only losses to a Raiders team that they that beat them like week two or three and then um couldn't do it again so I mean even the pundits are saying their next stiffest competition which I'm nervous about is when they face New Orleans in three weeks right so undefended go go I mean this is the reason why there's only been one undefeated season in the history of the NFL. So it's not something. That and that's the Miami Dolphins. Right. And it's, it's a hard thing to do. So, you know, mm-hmm. and the fact that that's the, that's the standard, like, oh, they lost the game. <laughs> right. Kind of speaks for itself, you know. And that's it. Mm-hmm. So I I do think that with the talent of Tyreek Hill, Clyde Edwards-Hilaire, um, ooh, Travis Kelsey, good God from Zion. Tyreek Hill put on a, a show. Like, a, I, he's the fastest man in the NFL. Like, mm-hmm. I, I was just like, so he's just going to single handedly just do this. Like, it. They beat the Bucks. I'm good. <laughs> Fair point. Fair point. They, they beat the Bucks, children. I'm good. <laughs> I, there's not, there was not, bitch, they could have ran circles around that field and I wouldn't have gave two shits. <laughs> um, but that's just because, you know, I think that the Chiefs are the dolls of the AFC. They are the darlings of the NFL at the moment. You get what I'm saying? Along with. I agree. They are. Even though the Steelers are 11 and 0, I mean, I, I hate to say this this way. The Steelers have not played anybody. Um, I mean, kind of, give or take I, I, a I, team I'll, or two. I'll speak more on that later because I do have some interesting thoughts on it. On, at least I find them. Interesting so, whatever, but, right. I have so, some thoughts on the Steelers later. For sure. <laughs> uh, but the Chiefs right Ashley now Austin. are the darlings of the AFC. To my friend Ashley Austin, who is the oh, biggest yeah. Steelers fan that I know, she's like, I'm going to apologize in advance. Ben Hayes, go ahead. <laughs> so, but yeah, with that, I mean, you all we do each week is watch and wait what the Chiefs and Pat Mahomes is going to do. I mean, I see why they rewarded him. I really do. And they may be the team that will repeat that hasn't done so since the Cowboys did it in the early 90s. Um, Patriot, they the may Patriots, be that the, the team. Patriots, the Patriots repeated before then. They did, yeah. like twice. Oh, see how much I didn't like that. Yeah. <laughs> like that. Oh, oh, but oh, the Tom Brady of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers will not be. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um. So, with that being said, um, my last baby daddy of the week, and I, I, I get solemn because I, I, I feel for yeah. him. Uh, I really, really do. This is a really, really good dude. Like, he is not only is he sexy and he got great hair that I want to play in and I want to run his bathwater. <laughs> oh, bless him, Lord. That's what alcohol will do to you, America. Stop drinking. But I'm talking about one half of the Splash Brothers, Clay Thompson. And let me say this. I have never been a fan of Golden State just because they were stacked beyond belief. I'm a Pelicans fan and I'm a Magic man. Currently, Wood lives in Orlando. Anyhow, 
that man is so down to earth and so humble about what he does Mm -hmm. and the way he plays basketball. It's kind of like you want the best for him. If you don't like the team, you want the best for Clay Thompson. Yeah. And watching him go on a second injury of a seizing ending injury where he will not play after getting a max deal, nonetheless, mm-hmm. you you feel nothing but good God. Because the dude is a it, he plays the game like no other. Like he's one of the best shooting guards that I've seen in a very long time. Well, he's he's one of those. I like the fact that he's he's, he's gritty. Like he's one of those 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 I guess they call them like lunch pail type players. Like you know, come to right. put in the work. Like, he's gonna it. get his hands dirty. Because like, you can't. Besides the fact that he's obviously an elite shooter, but his perimeter defense is second to none. And and yeah. and, and that's just a skill set to be willing to go and put in work and do what the team needs you to do. Um, and be able to have the the skill and the physical prowess to do it. Like for example, like Steph Curry, obviously probably the generation's best shooter, if not the best shooter ever played the game. But right. he does not. He's uh, you know he he's you can't trust him as a perimeter defender. Um, Clay Thompson can do all of that, and mm-hmm. yeah, you know, I, I I was actually as much as I dislike the Golden State Warriors as well. Mainly because I'm a LeBron fan. I'm a LeBron stand, admittedly. Um, I I was very sad to see this happen to him, especially considering that he tore his, he 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 got an Achilles injury playing pickup basketball, trying to get back in shape so he could come back to the team. And that's just you know it's tragic. Mm-hmm. It's it's just, and I want and I want him to win. Like you just genuinely want him to win. I and I know that these injuries are or person to person who heals better, this, that, and the other. But part of me wants to see the dude back by end of year. And I know not wait, was it Achilles or me? I can't remember. I think it's a I think it's Achilles, if I'm not mistaken. Um, but to see him back, like you 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 want that and uh i just that's why he became baby daddy of the week this week just because i this is a good dude that plays gritty lunch pail basketball as kenny said that goes out does the work and let me just say he doesn't even he said in the interview he does not go out and buy the lavish shit he doesn't that's not what he needs he goes out and gets what he needs and he's at home Mm -hmm. like I just want to hold him in my chest and just we cry together. I cry, you cry, you we cry, cry we cry. But <laughs> while your mama puts the mitt on my on my iPad so I can buy some shit so we can be comfortable at home and shit. <laughs> but um, definitely, it's just so odd and so hard. Yeah. So uh, here at Who That Rises Up, we are rooting for you, Clay, because definitely we would like to see you back because season starts in two. Yeah. Weeks. Yeah. So odd. The fucking season starts in two yeah. Um, so um yeah, I just that's that's my three baby daddies of the week. Like I said, I had to give those three some love. Mainly I wanted to give Clay some love and Carson because Carson has had a tough go at it. He's still a decently starting quarterback if he gets the right people around him. Um I can see him moving out of Philly, I can tell you that. I don't real just to kind of pig pig on that. But anyhow, um 
What's up next? Let's 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 drink, so we're gonna move to the hits of the week. Uh you wanna you wanna go to some college football first? Let's do that. Ah, uh, shit. Yeah, I know what that means. Well, so no, I'm gonna start off. No, let's start. <laughs> I'm gonna start off with something uplifting. <laughs> no, okay. I want to. I want to give snaps to uh, a young Miss Sarah Fuller, who yes! became the first woman to start a college as a college football player in the history of this country. Um, as uh, she started out as a, as a, a, a place kicker for Vanderbilt University. And as she got on the field, and she and I and I found out if I recall correctly, she's going to be starting to get this week. Is that, isn't that correct? She will yes. be. She and, will be. You know, I know that, like you know, it's Vanderbilt. I get it. Like you know, whatever. But, but still, still, I mean, that's it's a it's, feat. It's, it's a feat. It's something that's never been done before. And she's super cute, super gracious. Like, just I, I, I'm very happy for it. And 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 another, the girl is a beast. Like she, that like she is. She, she is built. Yeah, that's what I mean. She is that. That's an athlete, and so good for her. Good for her. Like and good for Vanderbilt. And, and they're, even though they coach just got fired, but good for them. Yeah, <laughs> good for them for having a nerve to recognize, like, hey, oh, this, mm-hmm. like, this girl actually really good. I mean, she's out there kicking fifty-yard field goals. So I mean, you know, more power to her. Right. All the way, man, who independent. <laughs> good job, Sarah. Like I, I mean, shit. If men been running around knocking folks on their asses for years, and in some country cities, I'm sorry, women are doing it too, just in you know, in a smaller, a smaller venue and a forum. Right. But hell, if they can knock each other on the ass, hell, they can kick a ball right, too. Exactly. And if they run around here coaching uh, tight ends, because the girl in San Francisco coach, not San Francisco, I'm sorry, Cleveland coached the, their tight ends this week while their tight end coach was out sick. I mean, hell, they sometimes, and I'm a, and, hey man, I'm saying it. Sometimes, let me just say it a lot. Women can do shit sometimes better than the fuck we can. Uh, a lot of times, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know, a lot of times. Like, let's just be realistic. Of times, like, the, no, I like for me, it's more of I think I just like to see the doors opening and the opportunities, exactly. opportunities for women or or minority or people that have not historically have not had a chance to even prove themselves in these type of positions get the chance to do it because i as far as i'm concerned there was never any doubt that a woman could could be an amazing football basketball whatever coach coach mm-hmm. men, women whatever like i i never it's just a situation of who who's going to how they're going to get that opportunity and I'm extremely happy to see and it. And who's going to be the first to give right. it to I, I, I'm happy to see it. I'm here for it. Uh, absolutely. And if it takes one, like I said, there's like eight of them in basketball. There's her in football. There's two coaches of women. And hell, listen. Yeah, I know, uh, well, San Francisco one day, has that linebackers coach. Right. Yes. Uh, I can't her Like name, I said, yeah. she, listen, honey, if you can make it, if you can get them big, burly ass men to listen and do what you need them to do and succeed, Bitch, listen, I see you doing what you're doing, and we here with you. I'm Listen, I'm going to root from you and scream because I can't do it, and I will not. So. <laughs> oh, God. Well, I'm Goodness. glad. Also, um, so, what's some other things around college? So I wanted to, uh, to discuss, too. Um, let's talk about. Jim Harbaugh got fired, Joe. Who? Not yet. But, uh, but speaking of. Oh, but it's coming. It's coming. It's coming. But speaking of the Big Ten. Um. Ooh. So let's just all hope and pray that Ohio State and Michigan State get to play that game this weekend. 
because Ohio State has had to cancel the last two games in a row. So at this point, they've only played four, uh, which means that they have to play the next two games. This one coming up this weekend against Mississippi State and then the next one coming up against Michigan um, to even qualify to make it to the Big Ten Championship let alone be qualified to be for the selection committee for the college football playoff. So the stakes are high. And I'm assuming that they got them, like all their players wrapped in a bubble wrap and like in some kind of like glass bubble and they can't talk to nobody and see nobody because I'm sure they're determined to make sure these games happen. Mm-hmm. And I just, I, my whole problem with Ohio State right now is not only do they try to beat the darlings of the college football, but they want them there. Mm-hmm. CFP wants them in the C- the college. Like you, like no other school deserves to be in the CFPs if, if Ohio State can't be there. We know we know Alabama will be there. We know Clemson will be there. Great for them. That's two right mm-hmm. there. Unless ca- something catastrophic happens. But if Ohio State didn't get it, fuck Louisville and Cincinnati. I'm just naming names that are recent. You know. Notre Dame and these folks don't deserve to be there because guess what? Ohio State ain't there. Well, that's bullshit to me. Well, so let me ask you I this. Get let it, me ask you this. But- so here's my question to you then. All right. So say for whatever reason, Ohio State is not eligible to be considered by the college football playoff. Would who the there are a couple of teams on the outside looking in that are begging and fighting hard. Cincinnati being one that you mentioned already, they're eight and no, but their conference sucks. However, the the eye test shows that they're an extremely talented team. Um, they're, mm-hmm. they're, I mean, they've got a lot of NFL talent on the team, but I mean, their resume it, it still just doesn't hold up. And BYU, um, which is in the same boat, and I think they may have played nine games. I know either both of them are eight and zero, or BYU may maybe nine and zero. So, at what point does the college football uh, playoff committee reward these teams or, or give them a shot because you also got to remember just on the outside looking in, you got the likes of Florida. You've got the likes of, uh, of course you mentioned Notre Dame. Um, I've already mm-hmm. written off the big 12 and the big 10 uh, and the pac 12. So I'm not oh, yeah, absolutely. But, uh, so mostly in, uh, so mostly it's, you know, Georgia, Notre Dame, that's probably actually pretty much it. Um, questionably long shot, maybe Texas A&M, but they would need some help with from some other teams and some key losses. But yeah, I don't know. What are your thoughts on that? I, I, well, let me just put it this way. Uh, Outside of, well, I would say the big 12. Mm, I'm trying to, there's nobody in the big 12. (laughs) No, the PAC 10 will not. Um, there's nobody coming out of either one of those conferences. I mean, Iowa State. I was the only other option. (laughs) Right, looking at the top twenty-five. Honestly, I would say another SEC team. And I, I. mm, So you wouldn't give you wouldn't give Cincinnati or BYU a shot. I would give Cincinnati a shot if I give BYU a shot. Okay, fair enough. I think I I I would definitely give them a shot. Yeah. Now, as I've said before on this on these podcasts, everyone, I love a good underdog. I will not, I will not stay straight from that. That is reason being is because those teams play for moments like this. Mm-hmm. 
True, true. Give him a shot. True. Give him a shot. You get what I'm saying? If and if Cincinnati goes into it and whips ass, guess what? They fucking deserved it. What is the because we're so used to the the big schools, the Alabamas, the Clemsons, the Floridas, the, the you get what I'm saying? That the Cincinnati's and the Louisville's get overlooked. And that is why part of me doesn't the CFP doesn't make me happy. Because it limits you to just four teams as to where, remember maybe when they had just like the Fiesta Bowl and the Rose Bowl, it took those grand schools all together. And then on that one grand night, there was number one and number two. Right. But it gave other smaller schools an opportunity to be in the Rose Bowl or the Fiesta Bowl. It doesn't give them that anymore. So that's why I say I'm an underdog kind of dude, because I'm just like, well, fuck it. If you're going to limit me to four schools, if Cincinnati, for whatever reason, winds up just because they're in the Sun Belt or the eight, you get what I'm yeah. saying? Fucking put them in a CFP. They, they went undefeated. They deserve an opportunity. The, sh- the schedule doesn't count because that's what you gave them. You know what? That's, a, that's, a, that's it, an interesting point. And you know what? I actually... I actually tend to agree with what you just said. As far as the college football playoff, fuck them. Like, I don't think they deserve to, to get into that. I apologize, but you know, and actually, no, I don't. Yeah, I don't care. Like, reality of the situation <laughs> is, like, you know, like, like, don't invite lightweight to a heavyweight party. I'm, I'm right. not here for it. Like, I, I don't, I'm not here for charity. I'm not interested in seeing Cincinnati get in at number four so they can get their asses stomped and ran over by Alabama. Like, <laughs> I'm cool. I could deal without that. Now, however, I do agree with you um, as far as the what the BCS used to offer because, one, it also kept the, the majesty and the grandeur of the bowl games. And then on top of that, right. it did create opportunities. Like, for example, like, you know, the big win of, uh, you know, UCF over Auburn or uh, exactly the Boise State win over was it Oklahoma? They beat in the Fiesta Bowl. Yes, the Fiesta Bowl. In, so it creates yeah. that majesty yeah. of it all. Yeah, I agree. I agree. It's it's those things that that's what I miss. So if you're telling me, okay, I won 12 games this season, I didn't lose a fucking game. It's the schedule you gave me. Why don't I deserve an opportunity to play in the Fiesta Bowl or? Or Sugar Bowl or some shit like that. You get what I'm saying? So that that school can A, get some recognition. B, you know with the recognition comes a paycheck. Right. So you get what I'm saying? So even if you've done that, you like UCF when they beat Auburn, Auburn they were in the Fiesta Bowl, right? right? Weren't, or, the Fiesta Bowl, so yeah. they got all of that name recognition. They got all of this. This is why I say the CFP can kiss my ass because they don't allow this. You get Sugar Bowl. Well, the Sugar Bowl is part of the CFP because it's the semifinals. Right. Right. And I think they're doing, I don't know if the Peach Bowl is in it this year. I can't remember. I have to take a look. The championship this year is in New Orleans, which I, it'll happen. Oh, it is? Some, I thought, you know, I thought but, it was in Miami. Yeah. But you, you're probably right. I don't know. It's, yeah, I think it's in okay. New Orleans because I saw the sign the other day. But do uh, you get what I'm saying, though? So, as far as coming from an underdog perspective, yes. Now, do I think Cincinnati deserves a moment? Yeah, because no, yes and no, because I, I heard your statement earlier and I kind of agree with it. You know, to get walloped by Clemson or you get yeah. what I'm saying to get walloped. But, you know, I, let's be realistic, though. On a sidebar tangent, if UCF can beat Auburn, maybe, just fucking maybe, 
Because then, you know, you can be beat. Child, That's my child, take on Auburn, Auburn. I know it's not Auburn true. Auburn lost that game because they walked in there and they didn't give a fuck because they were upset that they did, that they weren't going to – because they had lost the game before and they weren't going to a bigger role game. That is That's true. the only reason UCF won that game. I'm sorry, my Knights fans. I know we got some listeners in Orlando because <laughs> we both used to live there. I apologize. You know what? No, I don't apologize because my ex was a UCF fan, so fuck them. Like, <laughs> right. <laughs> fuck them. Like, yeah. So it's it's just so damn dumb. But, you know, the I, 2021 season, CFP has a lot of work to do. I really wish they would bring it back to BCS because it was, and they bitched about that. And I, you know me, I'm, I'm, a, I'm playing devil's advocate. One is not going to be happy if the other one does one thing. There's never going to be a happy meeting. No. But do I think the CFP is it? No, I just don't think that that's going to fuck work. You know, it's going. Are they going to do? It's going to piss me off. But all they're going to do is expand it, and then we'll have to. Of that's course. All they're going to do is expand it, and then it'll turn into some some something similar to you know March Madness, where nobody gives a fuck until like you know till the Sweet Sixteen or the Great Eight because. Everything else is just gonna go chalk. Like, like I just, I just don't have a need to see BYU and Cincinnati getting their asses kicked. <laughs> I'm sorry, I just don't. I just, I really don't. And I know that, I, and I know a lot of people are, you know, love the, the, the Cinderella story and whatnot. But here's the real, harsh reality of it: is people say that, but then they don't watch the games. I, like, I, I follow the ratings. Like, I look at this. I'm a sports nerd. Whatever. Like. I, I see what people watch and people will show up to watch Alabama versus USC, Texas versus XYZ. Right. Like people tune in for that. They're not, they don't, they'll say that they want to see, you know, fucking Rutgers versus, you know, goddamn Penn State, but they don't watch it. <laughs> they don't <laughs> so, at all. whatever. But that's what's going to end up happening. All yeah, they're going to do is th- expand the, the CFP and like, and I'm mm. not a fan of it, but it's going to happen. It's just give it some time. Mm. It's going to happen. Give it some mm-hmm. time. Right. So this we have an interesting week in college football, and we'll get more into the game of the of the week, which I know we're going to get my ass quit, but I'm still talk shit just because I can, and I will. That's fine. Uh, you want to move on to NFL? Shut up. Yeah. That's, 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 I want to do um, – I'm going to start with the geriatric bucks okay. just because I feel this like is, This it. is a good – it's actually a good one. I'm going to say my my piece right now. Bruce Arians, Tom Brady, Rob Gronkowski, Leonard Fournette, all of y'all, kick fucking rocks, <laughs> and here's why. <laughs> I will never be a t- – all of my Bucks fans in Orlando and Tampa, Tom Brady is our savior. Tom Brady's going to win us the Super Bowl. Oh, well, sadly, y'all are sitting at seven and four. Y'all are the losers of two straight at the hands of the L.A. Rams and the Kansas City Chiefs. Y'all have been shell-shocked two times. Y'all are one in three in the last four games. By the Saints, then y'all won to the Panthers. Then y'all lost to the Rams, and then y'all lost to to the Chiefs. Let me just say this. If y'all think for a split fucking second, that this is the y'all new norm, guess what it is? Mike Evans got the nerve to get on Twitter and say, this is what it feels like to be a playoff team. Well, bro, you're about a game shot being out of the playoffs completely. Mm. Ooh. I, okay, I won't go as far as to say that. Um, I just think... They're not the darlings of the NFC anymore. I don't think they ever were, frankly. Um, but I will say that 
Bruce Arians and Tom Brady. It's like, did you watch that show that all in fucking water? They don't go. Right. It was kind of like that show that was on Netflix. Everybody was like when we were in quarantine and uh, what's it called? Love at first sight. Not love. At, uh, oh, love when they get the love blind. Yes, yes, yes. That's, yeah. that's, that's what this situation feels like because Tom Brady has always been uh, a risk adverse in a risk adverse system. He's a risk adverse quarterback. If you call, you just look at his history with uh with some of the the receivers that he's been most successful with like Deion Branch and Wes Welker and Julian Edelman and Gronk. It's a situation of, you know, check downs, mid-level throws and let the player make a play. And of course, I mean, they would push the ball downfield occasionally, but that wasn't Tom Brady's game with the exception of that one season where he had Randy Moss, who was, you know, one of the best to ever play the game. Um, Bruce Arians, mm-hmm. on the other hand, is, is can be reckless at times. He is a shot taker. He wants to constantly push that push the ball down the field. I was watching um, Dave Wanstad actually said something um, uh, the other day that I found really interesting. He was talking about Bruce Arian's system because you know he's old as sin. Um, he was saying that um, I'm going to name four quarterbacks that were in Bruce Arian's system their first year. And each one of these quarterbacks their first year in the Bruce Arian system had their record high number of interceptions in their entire career. So these are names. Carson Palmer, Peyton Manning, Andrew Luck, and Jameis Winston. All four of them, Mm -hmm. their first year in the Bruce Arian system through their record high, their career high, a number of interceptions in that season. And it looks like Tom Brady is going to be number five. And that's just who he is. Mm. I just, I, I can't. Yeah. All I'm going to say is they have a bye week this week to get shit together. Um, they're off this week, thank God. And I will say this to all of my Bucks fans. The one thing that I, y'all are seeing, y'all have a great offense, if y'all can put it together. They're still old as dirt, except for Mike Aarons and Chris Godwin. And and um, I forgot the running back's name just that fucking fast. Well, they, but are anyhow, they still running? I was about to say, is he healthy still? I, I didn't. I didn't catch that game. He run it, but he runs. You know, Leonard Fournette did with the same thing he did at LSU. He runs straight up the middle. Nothing left, left to right. He ain't doing. Well, I mean, that's who he is. Leonard Fournette is. Leonard Fournette is not running left to right. That is not what he does. If he can hit you up the middle, he will. Um, but I will say that the Buccaneers run into the Vikings the week after next. And let me just say to all my Bucks fans. If the Vikings beat y'all, y'all can hang the rest of this up. <laughs> the Vikings, and let me say, I'm not a fan of Kirk Cousins on anything that I know. Kirk Cousins is sorry. He's sad. But the rest of that team, if they come together with Dalvin Cook, who we thought was injured, who will be out, he will only be out this week. He's only out with a sprained ankle, they say. All right, that's what mm-hmm. I heard. Uh, if that team gets together and rattles y'all, because the defense is pretty, it's pretty good. It's not great, but it's good. I think it's great. If they do, but if they beat the Bucks and the Bucks turn into seven and five, look out. That's all well, I'm I'll just say. say that because that's, I'll just say that I think that they have four very winnable games left. The wild, the wild card in this is going to be because this, these are their last four games. They have the Vikings coming up. After that, they mm-hmm. got the Falcons. After that, they have the Detroit mm-hmm. Lions. And then they have the Falcons again. So 
The question okay. is going to become which Atlanta Falcons shows up because I think the Vikings and the Lions are very winnable games for now. Um, right. So, you know, are the Falcons going to show up or not? It's the divisional, divisional now, rivals. That's going to be very important. So I, I'm going to say this, and we all know Matt Patricia has been fired out of Detroit. It does not it, – it behooves me why teams do this because just like the Falcons did, the Lions will play their asses off for a new coach because they feel like they have new life. Well, we don't know. We, that's yet to be seen yet. We don't know, but I'm also hoping the Lions beat the Bears this week, so that's just my take on things. Anyhow, they got Mr. Bishop throwing I the do ball. Agree. They'll, they'll be <laughs> Dude, they your boo, honey. Yo, baby, still, honey. Like, don't get it twisted. Like, I still love <laughs> him. I still love him, but, that's he, bad. but he cannot throw that ball. <laughs> yeah. Uh, next up, we would want to talk about the Seattle. Good. Seahawks. I was going to go to them next year. Mm. Good. Russell Wilson and DJ Metcalf, but I'll let you start since I started the last one. Okay. <laughs> All right. So I I think that I will. I have to give I have to give snaps to uh, the Seattle Seahawks general manager and their football operations because they had a problem. And it seemed like they've gone out and fixed it because we've been talking all year about how I, I, you know, I was, I was happy with Russell Wilson's, you know, MVP caliber play and whatnot. But the question has always been the mm-hmm. defense. They, of course, spent a bunch of money on on Jamal Adams, who is not really a secondary player. He's more of a linebacker, but he likes to blitz the quarterback. And then they went out and got Carlos Dunlap. And now I'm just going to give you a few of these sacks. So in, in September, they averaged uh, for, through the whole month of September, they had five sacks and they averaged uh, gave up 500 yards a game on, on defense. In October, mm. they gave up 460 yards a, 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 um, a game. And uh, November, they've had 22 sacks <laughs> and are averaging giving up 340 mm. yards a game. And so if we're talking about a team that is clicking on, on, on clicking on all cylinders at the very least between DJ Metcalf and Russell Wilson, and they can get another team off the field, they're not like Russell Wilson doesn't have to score 35 points a game to win. Ugh, watch out for Seattle and the NFC. Um, I, I think that uh, if this trend, if they continue to trend up like this on defense, they're going to be tough. Yeah. I uh, uh, I'm trying because, <laughs> you know, I love I'm trying because I love the Seahawks. I do because I love Russell Wilson and I love I, lo- I actually love Pete Carroll. He's a damn good coach. But 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 I'm going to play Max in first take because they always kick Max's ass. They do. Poor Max Keller. He's so cute. But right. he, like, he, gets, he gets beat up on. So they, they just be ganging up on him. <laughs> they be ganging way out. But I'm so you so that defense is always my Achilles heel for the Seattle Seahawks. They've been on an uptrend. They've been on an uptrend. A big uptrend. But ladies and gentlemen, they have been. But I'm having a still slight problem. Okay. I it's I, I and I know you're gonna you're gonna get me on this one, but since they've only been just that offense is literally held to 
Russell Wilson and what DJ Metcalf does. Mm. You know what? I'm actually not going to get down to you on that one because that that is actually my only concern for them. Uh, if you look at if you look at this last game that they played, um, um, who was it they just beat? Um, mm, I'm on it right now. They they just beat. I was just looking are. at it too. I watched that game. I don't know why I'm trying. The Eagles. The Eagles. The Eagles. The Eagles. Right, right, right. Um, 70% of the passes were to D- DK Metcalf. So if they run into a team that, for example, a Bill Belichick-led defense that has the talent to be able to pull it off, because, you know, Bill Belichick's, uh, you know, bread and butter is was, was known and been known for years, is what he's going to do is take away your best weapon on offense and make you beat him with something else. So he'll give you everything else, but he's going to take away your best weapon. So if mm-hmm. they run into a defense that has the talent and a coordinator that can, is able to pull that off, I can see them having some trouble. That's what I'm saying. And let's just say lately, I, I've seen defenses come up to that are, are in the playoff hunt, so to speak, i.e. the Saints. I.e. The, the even the Packers defense looks good. You get what I'm saying? You you tend to do that, and if you take a, it's like anything. It's like anything. If you take away the target, which is DJ Metcalf, mm-hmm. and and keep Russell Wilton boxed up, who else do you have? Yeah. That's where I'm nervous. That I love mm-hmm. Seattle. I said it before, but understand where where Seattle is at the mm-hmm. moment. You got to understand where they are. And if you take away the nucleus and the core, it's kind of you, you run out of the you run out of that spot. So even though the defense is on, just like New Orleans was shitty in the beginning, they look their defense looks amazing now. Same for Seattle because we talked down about them weeks ago. Yeah. Remember, same thing. It's that whole process. But remember, if you take away DJ Metcalf, Russell got some work to do, and that's where I'm kind of nervous. So that's the reason why I say, eh. You're right, but once again, that one Achilles heel, if you take DJ Metcalf out of the game, what Russell got to do? Mm, I don't know. I mean, you know, we'll see. We'll, it, right. It's going to be interesting, but I will say this. Like, I do – I'm impressed and I'm expecting big things from them. Absolutely. So we and, – and this week, I think they run into – they played the um, Giants. Uh, no, yeah, they played. A, they got the Giants. Yeah, they went into a pretty easy. No, opponent. they got a couple. I mean, they opponent. got all right, so opponent. the next, the next. All right, so this is the rest of their schedule. So they've got some very winnable games coming up. They got the Giants this mm-hmm. weekend. They got the Jets next weekend. They got the Washington Football Team after that. Then they run into the Rams and 49ers, um, which would be yeah. Uh, so that would be a yeah. good stint for them. And we again, you know, divisional rivals, right? Yeah. You know, wow. um, so, you know, I, again, you know, the Rams are, uh, you know, they are two-faced. So, <laughs> you know, we don't know which one's going to show up. But, I mean, the thing is, though, if this if this pass rush holds up, we all know that Jared Goff just gets, he, like, a little pre- bit of pressure on him in the house of cars. It's, it falls down. Um, so I, I do I, I'm I'm going to go ahead and just put a, a pin in this uh, Seahawks Rams game coming up on the 27th of December because that that oh, that'll yeah. be a good watch. Um, you know I think that the 49ers you know they I, I just 
they're so rattled by injuries that you know they they'll play Seattle hard just because it you know they're a rivalry, but that's what yeah. they do, right? So yeah, um, who do we have for our third one? I, I was going to actually I wanted to because uh, before we get into the picks, I wanted to, I actually did want to talk a little bit of NBA because there's uh, some some developments. Um, since we right. had, and I'm glad you brought that up because I just read there's a few developments that I would like to go over. Would you like to go first? Because there's one I do want to. I about. do. I want to talk about this tra- this Russell Wilson trade to. Uh, you know, <laughs> we are best friends. <laughs> I want to talk about this Russell Wilson trade uh, uh, for John Wall. Uh, John Wall headed to the Houston Rockets, and of course, you <laughs> know. <laughs> Oh uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, with uh, Russell, Russell Wilson, Russell, Russell Westbrook being a one man show, and uh, did I say Russell? I'm sorry, but Russell Westbrook. Yeah, Russell, no, yeah. Russell Westbrook. Yeah, right. headed to the Washington Wizards, and I, you know, I, I, I did some thinking about this this today because I was trying to think to myself, I said, who won this trade? Well, number one, I'll start with this. Number one, I kind of felt like what was the point of the trade because they are. That they play a very similar style of basketball. Both of them right. are super athletic, attack the rim. Um, you know, neither one of them can shoot a damn jump shot to save their goddamn life. They're ball centric. Like they need the ball in their hands a lot. So it just it didn't make any sense to me other than I think that the James Harden and Russell Westbrook marriage. <laughs> was bro- was not working. Right. <laughs> because I, 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 I was going to say, I'm going to do it in okay. the gay sense. Russell stumped his feet loud enough to throw a gay tantrum and then I'm like, ah, 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 enough of this shit. Russell got to go. Sick of your shit. If y'all want to keep me for at least another year, I'm not for this shit. Russell got to go and guess what? Russell was shown the dough to the first highest bidder like old yeah, Pope. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. But let's be realistic, children. Russell can't work with no fucking right. body. I, I saw this trade and I went, the Washington Wizards, who have not been in the playoffs in eh, five mm-hmm. years. John Wall, who has not been healthy two. in eh, three, three, well, two well, or yeah, three, years. three years. He hasn't played a full season in three. He hasn't played at all in two. So, yeah. Right. So, y'all sent him to the Houston Rockets, who A, don't have a head. Well, I think they have a head coach. I don't remember. But y'all, a disgruntled John Harden, but who went in there with her good girl panties on and said, fuck it, Russell got to go and peace out. But the problem with that now is guess what? James may not stay but another year. So, children, we, we, I don't, here's my take on this real quick before you continue. That was a bad marriage, A, to mm-hmm. start with. It lasted mm-hmm. a year. It lasted it a year. It when they did when they announced it to me. So now you send the spoiled child off to play with daddy <laughs> because guess what? We tired of you. Oh. What the fuck is, and all I saw when I saw this trade was WTF. What the <laughs> fuck? I, Did this just happen? Well, I will say this. I will say this. I think that Washington got the better end of this trade. Why? Absolutely. But well, still. I mean, yeah, I mean, for, for a number of reasons. I mean, and I think, if, I think at the very least, you know, I, at the very least, I think he makes. I think Russell Westbrook makes Washington relevant in the Eastern Conference now. Mm-hmm. That I, I, because he's always. I think he's always been with Bradley Beal. Right, exactly. Bradley. I think he's right. always been a Possible. better player 
than John Wall is. By himself. No, I think he's always been a better player than John Wall. Number one, we can start there. Number two, nobody knows what type of player is going to be coming back with John Wall because, like you said, mm-hmm. he's been you know he's been injured for two years straight, and on top of that, he's coming back from Achilles injury injury, and we know in basketball, like I I haven't seen a player come back from that particular injury and be the same ever again. And so much of his game is predicated on his athleticism that, you know, what's he going to do now? Cause he refuses to learn how to shoot a damn three pointer. Um, so I, I just, I, I feel like Washington got the better end of, of, of that deal. Um, but again, I agree with you. Like I never understood. I knew that the Westbrook and James Harden thing wasn't going to work out because both of them are ball centric players. And yeah, it's only one basketball on the court at one time. So <laughs> it's like girls, 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 they're both pretty. Like who the fuck wants to deal with that? <laughs> right. <laughs> one over there clapping their hands real loud and shit. I've seen it in games where they both were on the Rockets. One clapping, leave me wide open, and Russell like, fuck you, no. I'm at the-. So it's girls like, yeah, bitch, I love your hair. I hope you win. But bitch, it's so, and Russell is like only child syndrome. Russell needs to be with Russell. And exactly. his supporting cast around him, bitch. He is Dina Jones exactly. of the Dream Girls, gays. Exactly. That's what he does, bitch. I can only be, bitch. I'm one Dream Girl. I'm meant to sing lead. Mm-hmm. That's all I do. You hoes, I toss the ball to you when I feel like it. Other than that, that's it. You can't have Dina and Effie trying to play play basketball, bitch. It ain't happening. No. It just no. not. No. And that's what the Rockets had, thinking that there was going to be some super couple. No, it was more like bad marriage made in heaven. Yeah, that's exactly. all the fuck it was. So I was gonna move on to something else. Go ahead, if you have something else to say about it. No, go ahead. No, you're good. I'm no. finished. I just thought that that was. I just all I look at and go no, cause really no, because I because what 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 came to mind as a good segue into the other thing I wanted to talk about. You said you know a bad couple from the get go. So. I think that there's going to be a lot of NBA general managers losing sleep right now because I'm going to talk about the good couple. And what I'm talking about is LeBron James and Anthony Davis in L.A. Resigning Davis in L.A. Gave that Mm -hmm. big extension to Anthony Davis. And Anthony Davis and LeBron James, and I have to give credit to Colin Cowherd for saying this because I thought it was completely correct. He said they're like the couple that everybody is jealous of. Like they're the couple that that be posting like you know, all these cute pictures and shit on Sunday with they gourmet pancakes and they dog on Instagram <laughs> and like always got always got ah. good lighting and they're barefoot and shit and like laughing and cuddling and shit like that's LeBron James and Anthony Davis that's who they are like the chemistry is there I think it has a lot to do and it's a credit to LeBron James being like a good leader. He's always been more magic than Michael Jordan. And I, I'm, so I'm sick of that like comparison. Mm-hmm. And he also has nothing to prove. So they're not, they're not in a beauty contest. Like he's completely okay with being a mentor to Anthony Davis and recognizing that, you know, at some point you're going to have to carry more of the load than I have. I am because, you know, he's getting up there. Um, but they're going to be good. Right. Like, really, they're already the, like, the, the heavy favorites to repeat. And, you know, with the additions they've made uh, in the offseason already and the fact that, you know, unfortunately, Clay Thomas got hurt, um, we see 
The West is and, there and, to be and, won. And we'll go to this next, but the mess that's going on with the LA Clippers, like I I struggle to see why not. Ugh. I just yeah, the West mm-hmm. is theirs to be lost. That's look, LA is how the West was won. Let's right. just put it that way. And and so you think like they were talking today, now that they've signed Max Deals, because the Lakers really want Giannis. And I was like, well, let me just say this. Y'all, y'all yeah, are doing too I, much. <laughs> y'all yeah, are doing too fucking much. I, I don't think that would have been good for the league. I don't Giannis is for some no. inescapably un, unnecessary and bizarre reason to me, extremely committed to Milwaukee. Giannis reminds me of Russell in a sense that even though Giannis shares the ball, Giannis is only child. So you need to give Giannis a supporting cast around him. He's okay with like Drew Holiday, who's now in Milwaukee, shit like that. But you can't give him LeBron, AD. That's too much. You're doing it's it's a lot for that to now, happen. Will, you get what I'm saying? Yeah. Fuck down. But, you know, I will say this though about Giannis. Milwaukee better watch out for swag daddy Pat Riley. Because <laughs> I think bad, swag bro. daddy Pat Riley is gonna come knocking on the door in some fly ass Tom Ford suit with his slip back hair, right? Looking all Giannis. sexy and stuff. And he just gonna knock on the door and you know, and with all his rings on, it's gonna be like, You want one of these? Come holla at me. Hey, <laughs> <laughs> come holla at me. I got you. Because <laughs> I think the East can be won by I think the East can be won by I'm Miami you, all if, over if, again. And I and I think that if I was Giannis, I don't know if he's with anybody, girl, boy, whatever. I don't know what he likes. But whoever he's laying down with, somebody need to whisper in his ear and be like, um, is Swag Daddy come knocking at this door? You better answer. <laughs> you better come with it. You mm. better come with it, honey, and get into it. As right. you say, get into it. It's it, it's one of those things where I can see Giannis. I would buy a Miami Heat Giannis onto the Kumpo jersey. I'm telling you, it's perfect. It's perfect. <laughs> I mean, the like the infrastructure is there. They've got a young athletic team. You imagine Giannis with uh, um, Jimmy Butler and Gordon. What's Drogic that? What's that boy and, saying? Uh, the step out that that uh, uh, that stepped up big time this year. The African boy. Um, oh, the rookie, uh, Tyler. No, Tyler yeah, somebody. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. No, I'm talking about the. Um, uh, Bam Adebayo. Can you yeah. imagine those two bosses on one? Like, you, are you kidding me? Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes, good I'm God. telling you, like it's it's right, right there, it's right there. So that would be the move that I would make. We'll see. I, no one swagged that. Well, no one swagged that. We'll he see. probably already slid into his DMs and like <laughs> he already got it. Look, he got he got his hands twiddling his thumbs and shit. Talking about well, how do I right. make that? Like, I'm sure of it. I'm sure of it. And. I would not be surprised. I would not be well, surprised. I mean, if he pulls it off, I'm gonna I give mean, him some more pussy. I don't. Don't you? <laughs> don't, don't ever put it past Swag Daddy Pat Riley. <laughs> Listen, honey, right, baby. Look, I can hear now, baby. Come sit next to me, okay, Dad? Where we going? We going to get young? Okay. Going to Miami. All right, Dad. Here we go. Go there. <laughs> Oh, I love him. <laughs> uh, gays and boys, and we. This is what happens when you get drunk. You start talking about old men that that are just still fine. Okay. And they say he is like, oh, like swag daddy Pat Riley. Let me just tell you, like, if I could just write him a little bit, he is the epitome of aging gracefully. I mean, like, ain't he? Right, he got a good head. Of hair. He has so much presence and point. Like, 
Come on, Swag Daddy. Come on. <laughs> Look, Kenny, you be saying that you just walk in the room and you just take off your clothes. You be, he be like, wait, wait. I thought right. you said take off my clothes. He didn't even say two words to you. I thought you said take off my clothes. Right, That's exactly. what I thought you said. Oh, I, I, like, you don't even I'm know what sorry. happened. You're like, oh, shit. All right, well. <laughs> oh, my bad. You just wanted me to sit here and be by your side. I'm sorry, baby. I just I was trying to think for the future. I'm sorry. I didn't know. He just got that mm-hmm. kind of persona. You'd be like, even if you get in trouble, you'd be like, I'm sorry. I don't even know what right. I did wrong. I just feel like right. I should say I'm exactly. sorry to you. <laughs> Look, go, you be you have enough gumption. Go fire the whole team, baby. Okay. All you motherfuckers ain't got no jobs. Everybody okay. is fired. That's because right. exactly. he said so. So that's that's how it is. So I I mean, yeah. And they start believe it or not, children, the NBA starts back in two, two weeks. weeks. With a list of games. Mm-mm. Amen. I guess I bet you they get the vaccination so the motherfuckers just well, they are you know, they already released the uh, Christmas schedule. Mm. I know, right? The Pelicans is on oh, yeah, because of course they want Zion Williamson. Like, you know, they're trying to make Yeah, they want Stan Van Gundy. Well, they're trying to make TV. Zion Williamson like the heir apparent. Like they're trying to make him like, you know, like the heir apparent or, or, or whatnot of uh you know LeBron or whatnot. So oh, we'll see if he can stay healthy. Well we'll see. see what healthy, happens. But you know. Well absolutely. Well, ladies and gentlemen, it is time for our picks of the week, which I'm excited because we got some good shit happening. And I'm going to start with the all fave because we've been waiting for this game for about a month now. I'm excited. Um, It is Saturday, Mm -hmm. finally. Finally, finally, finally. Now, I'm going to preface this by saying I probably will get my ass whipped, but I'm still talking shit anyway. It is the game that America waits for in college football. It is LSU versus Alabama. Yeah, Alabama. Now. Drown them tight. Every Bama member, how you hit your strike. Go teach the Bulldogs. Don't she sound white, behave. everybody? Send those yellow jackets to a watery grave. Sorry, girl. I'll just, you know, I love you for a second. You know, just... <laughs> So, everybody, just in case you all were wondering or had a memory of anything, I am a purple and gold LSU Tiger to my heart. They can do no wrong in my eyes, but even though I knew this year would be a rebuilding year. Now, thanks to COVID, it is really a rebuilding year. Um, but they take on the mighty, mighty Crimson Tide, <laughs> two-time COVID winner, <laughs> Nick Saban. <laughs> I couldn't resist oh, this. It had to come that, out. Fuck that virus. <laughs> Fuck that virus. And, and I quote, he said, I will be on sidelines Saturday. I said, okay, guess what? I guess we everybody in your team going to have COVID next weekend, but it's fine. Um, but I will say this. I'm excited for this game for many reasons because it does bring out a good rivalry because every year Nick Saban, as those know, coach LSU to a national championship mm-hmm. in 2000. Um, he, you know, I believe that had he not ran his ass to the NFL, he'd still been our coach. But anyhow, um, it's going to be an interesting game because, as you all know, our team is depleted by many. Um, Alabama is not by many, but I feel like we're going to put up a good fight. It won't be a lot of fight, but it won't be. Shut the fuck up. That's cute. Oh, oh, baby. Oh, <sighs> yeah. I, I, I'm going to go ahead. So I'm, America I'm and Gays apologize now to my sister and, and the Purple and Gold Nation because um, 
this ass whooping that's about to come on Saturday <laughs> is going to be you. like Vera uh, <laughs> and Harlan Knights in the alleyway. And short of y'all pulling out a gun, right? Yeah, off a pinky toe. Um, this ass whooping's coming, and so yeah, you know, sorry about it, but not sorry. <laughs> So I'm going to let you have this one. Not really have it because in the event that in the event, and I do say the event, a very small event, that the uh, LSU go, <laughs> Tigers of Baton Rouge, Louisiana, whips that ass. And I don't give a fuck if it's by one point. I'm coming for that ass on everything that I know. Okay, girl. But do I think it's going to happen this year? Don't, yeah, look, I don't. Listen. Don't but forget the right. I'm still gonna watch my boys. <laughs> All right. You bitch. So um, um, boys games and all things in between. We and my sister go through this. We've known each other. I counted because I saw a, uh-huh. a memory of ours this week on Facebook. We've literally known it. Next year will be Ooh. 10 years, bitch. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> It has been a it has been a fun ride with me and my sister. We have grown to um, be the bestest of friends and know each other inside and out in ways that only we mm-hmm. can talk about. This bitch knows where all the bodies are buried, <laughs> <laughs> right? And that's why I saw something on Facebook the other day that said we would always be best friends, bitch. You know too much, and when we see now and old, we're gonna still be best friends. We right. can be new best friends because we won't know each other right, any exactly. fucking way. But one thing will always remain around November as in normal times, we get at mm-hmm. war with each other. Um, and it's usually fun war, but we enjoy it because it's a week of bullshit talking and a lot of alcohol We've and a lot of money in, spent. So, you know, we're usually together. <laughs> yeah. Um, thank God we got good jobs and we can, we can drink a lot. <laughs> this could be a very okay. costly game. What time uh, is this game anyway? Because if one is winning, another one drinks well. But if the other one is... Yeah, so... It usually happens. So to each and all of you, be ready for next week's episode. Whether we lose, win, or draw, it's going to be funny because there's a lot to be talked about. Kids, um, kids, kids, be so ready yeah. next week because um, after the ass whooping, I will start off the show with a very rousing and inspiring chant just for y'all. It just... It, I won't be on this episode, children. I have a date with Jesus. <laughs> to save myself the heartache. I won't be on the first five minutes of the show, children. Y'all can y'all can text the bitch and tell me when to join. I'll be there after that. I'm not gonna be there for that bullshit. But uh oh, I will be very, very silent on pushing buttons to make sure everybody know I'm still here, but I'm not very happy. But <laughs> we'll do what we can, America, to make sure life is all still right. all right. Um, so next up, but I will say, I, I'm going to be honest. I'm just going to do this just for you know, shits, shits and giggles. Yeah. I'm going to say, please don't laugh at me, children. Uh, LSU by 10. <laughs> don't judge me. Yeah. <laughs> I knew that bitch was going to laugh. Oh, rude hoe. <laughs> Hate that bitch. You got my nerves. Uh, all right. Well, uh, purple and gold. That one was. Well, for I you. was going to be. I was going to be. You know, gracious and just say Alabama no, plus twenty one. But you know, whatever. 
Okay. So children, you heard that I gave my I gave my purple and gold some some credit. That, that, you know. Um she talked that shit last year. We won yeah. still. That was last year. We're still na- we're still reigning national champions, at least for the That's next not, year. Oh no, that is <laughs> untrue. I didn't I didn't. Well, I mean, I, I talk shit because I always did. But last year, that bitch didn't answer the phone when we won. That no, last year, I phone. was sitting in your seats because I knew that L- it was last year. I just saw the national championship was LSU to lose. Like so, like last mm-hmm. year, I I knew what was coming. Like you know, I still stand with my team, but I knew it was coming or whatever. But so you know, it's your turn, yeah. bitch. But my turn to get when I feel it in my spirit. <laughs> Now, um, now it's your turn. So, now. with that being said, we're gonna. <laughs> yeah, it is. Yeah, it is. It's gonna no, suck I'm bad. About, no, I'm gonna I'm turn off the game and have halftime and cry. <laughs> oh well, ladies and gentlemen, here's some fun stuff because I'm going to wear that ass out. <laughs> ladies and gentlemen, it's time for the coup de gras, the game of the week. Which I've heard that it got moved to Sunday night football, yeah, but I'm not real sure. So we'll, Go ahead we'll find that out. I heard it got moved. But ladies and gentlemen, the last meetup of the season of the Atlanta Falcons and the boys of the black and gold, the New Orleans Saints. Let me just say, by a score of 30 to 9, the last time when they got that ass beat and did not score a touchdown, I'm looking for a better ass whooping this time. Um, to make up for my boys of purple and gold. Yeah, no, it's still, it's still at one. Now. It's still 12 o'clock. I, I don't know why I saw Sunday Night Football when they were playing no. the game yesterday. At least, at football, at but anyhow, well, that's good because so. you know the, the NFL still can flex. But anyway, can, can flex the games. But anyhow, I'm looking forward to this game because I still want to rub it in my sister's face. That marriage that she that marriage that she still keeps running her ass back to every now and then. Right. I'm gonna rub it in as that guess what, bitch? He still ain't shit. He still ain't shit. He ain't ever going to be shit. He will never amount to shit. And he ain't going to be shit. So, it's a 12 o'clock game that which mama has, will get drunk early in the daytime, so I'll be asleep by 5, 30, 6 o'clock. It won't even matter. Uh, um, but this time, we will be, I guess, this is our third game without Drew Brees, but we will have the quarterback of what we have seen. Hopefully, we can get him passing. Oh, wait. Oh, um, is Taysom Hill Taysom starting Hill. again? But, oh, that's right, because Drew Brees got, like, fucked up. Uh, yeah, yeah, this is our last game. This is allegedly his last game that he was due to be out on IR. But anyway, I'm looking forward to this game because I know the Falcons are in Atlanta. They're amped up and they want to beat the Saints to show them that Damn they're right. they were the last time. Now, <laughs> not too much, bitch. Not too much. Because if it's anything like two weeks ago, that ass is mine. And oh, you wait, children. Oh, you wait. That black and gold is coming and that train is well, real listen, quiet for a second. I'll just say this. But the likes right, of so, like, what? you know, I, I think they're feeling good after, like, last week's rousing victory. And um, over non-quarterback Broncos. Right. I know, oh, the Raiders, Raiders, yes. And, you know, I, and and also, you know, they, I, I mean, they, they're, they're feeling themselves. I think Raheem Morris has them playing really well. It's here in Atlanta. Uh, so it's gonna be it's gonna be good. Like it's it's gonna be very good. Like I'm I'm making chili. My mom and my sister are gonna be here. So you can't curse because Rose is gonna be here. So I did that strategically. Because um, so. <laughs> <laughs> you know you right, did that right, purpose. You know, raggedy bitch. My mama don't curse. She ain't like <laughs> your mom. Like she like. <laughs> <laughs> 
Yeah, if anybody meets our mothers ever in life, they are two stark okay. contrasts, honey. They are completely stark contrasts, honey. Um, Night and day, honey. Shit. But, all right, but honestly, like I do, I do honestly have a good feeling about this game. So I am going to actually pick my Falcons. I'm not going to. I'm not going to get crazy. I'm not going to get crazy. I'm not. I'm still not wearing any paraphernalia because you know he's still sleeping on the couch. Um, and he got to. Make sure I take your Christmas well, gift back Christmas Christmas yet. And uh, he's still <laughs> on the couch and he got to leave every morning when I get up and go to work. But uh, <laughs> I leave every right, bitch in the house right. got to leave. But I will pick the Falcons by three. Mm-hmm. Huh, interesting. Um, yeah, I'm not doing that, of course. Um, the boys in black and gold are on an eight-game winning streak. Um, we deserve this win because we want the world see that we still got it we still we can still push through we still showing them we still we still out there um saints by 14 i do think it's a lot i do think it'll be a lot more competitive Uh this go around um but um saints by 14 that's a bold that's it so there'll be a lot of shit talking on episode episode because um, the boys in black and gold stay. We if we if you stay ready, you ain't got to get ready, and that's what my boys mm-hmm. do each and every week. Now, last week we played a high school football team, not yeah. the Demoncos, but uh, I mean, go yeah. forth and prosper, children. Uh, next up on my list is a game that I'm very interested to see, which is almost for well, they're running a game behind in first place for the NFC West, and that's the mm-hmm. Rams versus the Cardinals. Uh I have seen the Cardinals do a bit of a backslide the last weekend, last two weeks, because they've lost uh-huh. both of their last two games, um, but not for not by big margins. They they've lost around the last few plays of the game uh, and shit like that. Um, so I definitely think that the Rams are the team on an uptick in the NFC West. Um, but then again, I'm still not a big believer in Jared Goff because if you rattle that ass, it, it's going mm-hmm. down like the Titanic. Uh, but I'm still a big fan of Kyler Murray and Kyle Klingsbury and all of those folks there. So, and Larry Fitzgerald's still my my old man from day one. That boy can still catch a ball and he can still run around. Um, Andre John, mm-hmm. you know all them folks over there. So I'm gonna say Cardinals by yeah. Seven. Um, I'm actually in the same mindset. I think that you know the Cardinals have had two tough weeks, but if they're the team that I think that they are, and good teams have a way of rallying once they've been embarrassed, and I do think that they were embarrassed last week, and but I also you know in that loss the Cardinals had last week to the New England Patriots, you know I think that's just part of course for a young new quarterback going against Bill Belichick, who has never lost to a rookie quarterback. He just doesn't. He doesn't do that. Because mm-hmm. he's, you know, he's a defensive genius. No. And I just I haven't seen I it just it just doesn't happen. He does like he does not lose to young quarterbacks. So I think that had more to do with it than and I don't think that speaks to the emerging team and what they have cooking in Arizona. So um, I, I'm actually leaning towards the Cardinals as well. Um, I think it'll be a bit closer than that. I'm going to go with Cardinals by three. Hmm. Okay. 
That's going to be an interesting game. I think that's also a 3 o'clock game. You know uh, West I think you are correct. I'll check them out right now. Yeah, I think it's on – because they usually play on the West Coast, so they always make them play a later game. Um, let's see here. Uh, I just had it up. It, they, it is – Yeah, they're at 3 o'clock. Um, yeah, they're at 3 NBA. o'clock. Yeah. They're at 3 o'clock. Um, staying with the NFC West, but they are playing a Monday night game, and that's against the Buffalo Bills. We're talking about the San Francisco 49ers mm-hmm. and the Buffalo Bills. Um Interesting because the 49ers did do some ass whipping this past week. Um, I don't know what got into them, but to each his own on that front. My stepdad was very happy I wasn't, of course, because I don't like the 49ers. Um, but to keep their ass out of the playoffs, just because I feel like because they ran to the Super Bowl last week like they was gonna do something, and they ran into Patrick Mahomes mm-hmm. and my and my faves. But um Jared, Josh Allen and the Bills. Hmm. The reason why I say, huh, there's a, there's a, huh, there's a method to my madness. And the reason saying is that defense is yeah, look shot. I, 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 I have to agree with you on that one. Um, <clears throat> I mean, I know, I know they had some injury issues, but yeah, they definitely, I haven't been very sharp. But that defense is yeah. starting to look real shoddy. And I don't, I don't think that that's going to bode well for a long playoff run if they can't shore up or get those injuries back intact. Um, so in this regard, mm, I still like the Bills, but not very much, mm-hmm. only by three. Okay. I just I don't see the 49ers doing much damage, but I if the Bills got out to an early lead, then that defense might be able to hold. Yeah. Well, I mean, you know, that win they had last week against the Rams, right? Um, so yes. I think that has like Kyle Shanahan. I don't know what it is, but he just happens to have the Rams number. Because if you've noticed, he has Mm -hmm. it. Kyle Shanahan, as he's been head coach for Niners, he hasn't lost to the Rams. Um, So, yeah, I just think he has Sean McVay's number. Like, I don't, I like, I really, I I just, you know, I don't know what it is like between them two, but yeah, like, he, like, Sean McVay has just not been able to beat Kyle Shanahan. However, I don't think he's going to have I, – I, so I, I don't think that Kyle Shanahan will have that luxury this week. Um, this, is, this is definitely a hard one to pick. I, I like, I, I, but I, I just I, – I don't believe in their quarterback play. I think they're decimated with, with injuries. You know, they, they lost Bosa. They just – I'm going to go with the Bills, and um, I think I, I'll go with the Bills by seven. Yeah, oh, I do think I, I think that uh, I think this would be a good one for them. Wait, let me. But caveat being, who's traveling where? I didn't take that into consideration. Who's traveling? Uh, but the Bills are heading to uh, Arizona because remember no. they can't play in San Fran, so they're heading to Arizona. Uh, that's where they're playing. So the Bills are technically no. I just say, it's just you know it's it's a lot harder for a West Coast team to travel east and play, and that's what I was looking at. But yeah. Um, that is true, but with both teams traveling and whatnot, yeah, I, I, I'll stick with my pick. I think the Bills by seven. Mm-hmm. Well, look at you. I guess, um, yeah. So, I mean, 
We have some interesting uh-huh. picks going on this week, um, which leads into, I think, will be my favorite point of this episode, usually, because um, my sister gets to go off on a tangent, and I just listen and <laughs> laugh and drink. Um, but I think this week, I think, I think, for, is it what it's you related. told me about last night? Okay. So, ladies and gentlemen, and gays, and all my friends, and boys, and well, all of y'all, because I've had a lot of drink. I caught up, actually. I think probably, I'm yeah. I've only uh, refilled like <laughs> once or twice since we, well, probably um, twice since we started talking. Anyways, well, mom had to catch up. She had a long so. week, honey. Um, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen, tonight here we go with Kenny's rant. So I had this professor in law school. He was my contracts professor, and he used to always say this term, you know, at different times. But I think it's very apropos with what was sticking in my craw this week. Um, he used to always say, pigs get killed, hogs get slaughtered. And I think that it is coming to a point where we could very much see Roger Goodell and the NFL get slaughtered because they are being pigs. And what I mean by that is Roger Goodell came out this week and he stated that, <clears throat> one, he 100% killed any idea that the NFL would create a playoff bubble for these upcoming playoffs in the Super Bowl. He also committed the NFL and said that they refused to postpone or, or cancel any playoff games. No holds bar, period. If a breakout happens, then you just lose the players and you're going to feel what you have. And that is absolutely fucking ridiculous. And I just, I, I just, you know, I've, I've stated and talked about on, on our show a number of times about follow the money because that tells the real story. And, and if anybody thinks that Roger Goodell gives a fuck about anything else about the shield or anything, whatever the case may be, they've made it very clear. <clears throat> the mm-hmm. NFL and the shield and Roger Goodell have one purpose and one thing only, and that is to make that TV money and make that money. That is it. And the fact that <laughs> they won't even consider a bubble and they're willing to just, just power through this thing despite the overwhelming reality of the hoops they've had to jump through to even get this season to move through. Is, I, don't, I don't understand. I don't understand. Like We have ample... Omit, uh, examples of the reasons why we should just give a good fuck you to Roger Goodell and give him like my whole ass to kiss. But this one is really just like the cherry on top. I'm, I'm so over him. I can't stand his ass. I just do not understand. At some point, that's what that's what that's what Adam Silver did. He said, "Look, suck it up. If y'all want to play a playoff and have a champion or whatever, get in that fucking bubble and don't bitch about it." And if I see you outside, you're out. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and that's what they did. And guess what happened? They had a successful and very interesting uh, um, playoff and championship series. I, I, I honestly feel like shit could really hit the fan of what they're about to try to pull off. Can we just talk about the fact that they're, playing, they're trying to do a Super Bowl week? <clears throat> Stick with me now. In New Orleans, Louisiana, and they're not gonna put these dudes in a bubble and just put them on a motherfucking honor system. Really? 
that that's gonna work out. <laughs> that's that's that that's your plan. That's that's a, that's your shot. You're gonna take it. Cool. So, right. So don't give me this science. bullshit about like, oh, you know, the fans and blah 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 and all this stuff. Yeah, yeah I'm I, I'm not fooled. I, I don't like I I don't see it. Like, don't piss on me and call it win. Like, call it rain. Like, you want that money, so just say so. And I respect you a little bit more than that. I disagree, but at least you know you're just being upfront with me. Put these dudes in the bubble if you for real like are trying to trying to put together a season that can be respected, a champion that can be respected. Because at one point, when this does happen, and you have a, a, a playoff game that's compromised because players have to sit out because of a COVID outbreak quarantine and whatnot and then you have to question legitimacy of of a championship this year then what's the fucking point you're not doing the players any you're not doing us any you know the fan base that may win now they have to question their championship but you made your money i i I just hate it i don't like him fuck him (laughs) roger goodell has always been the devil to me um, a, because he hates New Orleans. He hates the Saints. He hates them to know about. I don't understand why. Um, yes, I do. <laughs> Bounty Gate, but I mean, whatever. That was fucking eight years ago. It's eight years ago. Get over it. Um, to be fair, but uh, not not to be fair. I agree with to you. To be clear, he doesn't hate New Orleans because of Bounty Gate. He ate, He hates that New Orleans got caught, and he dealt had to deal with the backlash of Bounty Gate. Right. He, he had to deal with that bullshit, right. That is true. That is true. I, I think that Roger Goodell's motive, and this is just, I'm going to do contrast, start contrast, Adam Silver, who ran a flawless execution of an NBA restart in Orlando, Florida. Now, do you, can you do it with 32 teams and all of that shit going on in the NFL? No, but there was a better way to do it. Now, you have the opportunity, and I watched the interview. They showed it again this morning on ESPN First Take, um, the interview Roger Goodell. He was like, there are no plans. We think we have a great plan in place to run mm-hmm. the playoffs as needed, the Super Bowl to run as needed. And the, the, the exude of entitlement in that sense, because I'm Roger Goodell, and this is what it is. And mm-hmm. You get what I'm saying. It just said, fuck it. We're going to do this. And if you don't like it, in a sense, just as Donald Trump told America, if you don't like it, leave. If you don't like it, don't watch. Ugh. Yes. But you get what yeah, I'm saying. It's that, it's that shit that pisses us off because those that are, you have eight teams. Just say, for instance, if the Super Bowl, it's in New Orleans this year, you are right. Um, no, 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 it's in Tampa. You keep the motherfuckers until. It's in Tampa. It's in Tampa. Oh, okay. That's right. They moved it because the Mardi Gras was this year. But anyway, shuffle them motherfuckers to Tampa. Keep them Mm -hmm. in a bubble. Everybody stay at a hotel. Everybody. You shuffle them bitches to and fro for two two weeks. That's what you do. No fucking body moves. Even if Tampa is 45 minutes away from Orlando, an hour, shuffle them bitches back and forth if you have to. They should have did. They should have done a bubble. They should have did a bubble in two different places, maybe three or four, and did all the playoff games mm-hmm. in a bubble. And as the as the playoffs, you know, progressed, just 
move it to another bubble. That's how they should have did it. Right. But this whole honor system thing, we've clearly seen that's not going to happen. That's not, that's not gonna happen. You see, because it's like that, besides that the fact up. that you've got to deal with, you've got a young, lot of young guys that you know with a lot of money to burn. <laughs> And you also got people with families and kids and whatnot, because the issue is that, yeah, of uh, course, like you can't, you like, you can't, you can't make concessions or, or, or have any control over say, all right. So, you know, a player, his wife and kids and blah, 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 his wife may work. His kids may go to school. Like they all come home. And if you got like, you know, 20, 30 odd players or whatnot, not to mention Pack Squad, this is all happening. It's just it's just way mm-hmm. too many variables that are impossible to control. So the virus is going to get in there. It's gonna happen. So now what? Like let's let, you know, let, let's let's think of worst case scenario. Patrick Mahomes before the AFC championship test positive. Now what? Now what? So you're going to make the the, the, the Chiefs play the mm. play the the AFC Championship without Patrick Mahomes, and if they lose and still call it a legitimate Super Bowl, not going to happen. Like you say, question the legitimate legitimacy of this year because you won during a COVID mm-hmm. year where everything was fucked up anyway. Well. Yeah, we shall see as the rest of this. We have four, mm-hmm. four games, five games left in this year, um, the actual regular season. So we'll see what happens and what transpires as as he tries, tried to pull off 266 games, as he said, as they said earlier. So, well, ladies and gentlemen, we have come to the end of episode 11. And I can say this was one of my favorites, A, because we were really drunk. And B, we have a, a lot shot. of this shit going. to do between the next two. Um, as we all know, we are have the holidays coming on. Everyone, please stay safe. Stay out there. Remember that we will give you our holiday updates as what we do, because it will be fun filled mm-hmm. and much of a shit show, I'm sure. Uh, it was my husband's birthday yesterday, so happy belated to him. He had a good time. We got drunk. I'm tired, and now I will not spend any money <laughs> to the year 2022. <laughs> thanks to my husband. <laughs> But happy birthday, babe. Um, but remember, I'm excited because I do promise to be in Atlanta the second weekend in January so that we can film this live. Um, we're going to get it out the way before shit hits the fan for me that weekend because I will, haven't seen my sister in about a year. Um, so keep that in mind. Um, no promises of how drunk we'll be when it happens, but it will be videoed and it will be live to you guys. So on behalf of myself and my great sister, uh, Remember, everyone, sports is for everybody, including you. Good night, everybody.